0: This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, making the world healthier and greener one day at a time.
1: Welcome to the Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you all for joining me today. Since Mother's Day is tomorrow, I thought it would be great to have a guest on the show who is an inspiration to all mothers. My guest today is Brooke Navarro. She is the founder and CEO of Without a Trace. They are the manufacturer and distributor of allergen-friendly, gluten-free snacks designed for the whole family. Thank you so much for joining me.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the opportunity.
1: Well, your story is so inspirational and interesting. You are on your third career. You were a journalist, worked in finance, and now you're an entrepreneur, CEO of Without a Trace. Can you tell us how this all evolved for you?
0: Absolutely. i say in a lot of ways, every career step ultimately led to this. The backdrop, though, that's overarching Mm -hmm. is that I'm part of three generations of food allergies. So my mom, me, and now my daughter um, all have the condition. When I was a journalist, when I was in finance, I was often on the road. I would say planes, trains, automobiles. Mm -hmm. And when you're away from home and you have a dietary restriction uh, or food allergy, it's very, very challenging to find something safe to eat. If you think about being in an airport or on an airplane, in a hotel, stopping at a convenience store, and when I try to get something that was filling and had some level of nutrition, most of the things that are out there, say protein bars or trail mixes, are things I can't eat, and it was incredibly frustrating um, to know that I was not alone and that For instance, my daughter is going to have a very similar experience if we don't create more snacks that are made for people with food allergies in mind. And so that was the ultimate inspiration. It was always there in the back of my head. It took a long time to get it to come to fruition, but it was really solving my own problem that I know is a problem for a lot of others, too.
1: And it's true. There are so many allergies, even in the last, uh, you know, 10, 15 years, we've, you know, children, adults are developing newer allergies to so many different things. But while you were, you know, trying to develop without a trace, you were also working full time and trying to raise two children. So let's talk about what that journey was like.
0: Well, it was certainly a project of nights and weekends. Um <laughs> I had. Uh, I have to admit, I am, not, I am not a chef. I was not the person that was going in the kitchen and trying to whip things up. You would not want anything that I have made. So we were lucky enough to be able to hire um, a wonderful professional chef. Her name is Anna Helm-Baxter, um, and she would take what I would give her in terms of direction, create delicious snacks, Um, send them. uh, Her husband worked near my house, so I would stop by his office and pick up samples on my way home. Um, And then I, you know, try them, give them to just about anybody I knew drove around, dropping them off at neighbors' houses, having tasting parties with friends um, to figure out, you know, what would taste really good for folks who didn't have food allergies um, because we wanted to be something that everybody could eat. And so, uh, once we finally settled on those recipes, then we went through the steps of being able to commercialize them and thinking about how do you turn that into an actual business.
1: And so let's talk about your products. They are allergen friendly. So for somebody who may not know what that means, which is probably a small group of people these days, but what does that mean? and what are the uh, what are the items that you don't include in your foods?
0: You're right. Unfortunately, quite frankly, there's very little regulation about what can be called allergen-friendly, so it's always good to clarify. What we are is free of what are commonly called the top nine food allergens, so that would be eggs, soy, wheat, peanuts, tree nuts, dairy, fish, shellfish, and sesame. We're also certified gluten-free. And the big distinction for us, too, is You know, a a lot of people may have products that are free of those items, but they may manufacture them in a facility or on equipment that does use nuts, for instance, or, you know, does use another allergen. So we take things a step further in our facility. We have our own manufacturing facility. We don't allow any of those items in. We diligence our suppliers and we routinely test our raw ingredients, our finished product to make sure that... Our products truly are um, allergen friendly for anybody who is allergic to any of the top nine or who needs a gluten- free product.
1: And so it's great that they are free of the nine allergens, but yet they taste great, your snacks. So we all know that foods sometimes that are good for you and you know don't always taste the best. but this isn't the case with your products. So you kind of touched upon how you have somebody who's helping you out with that. But what makes your foods, your snacks taste great um, and are also a little healthier than, um, you know, let's say um, a sugar laden, you know, full of gluten and full of other items. What makes them so different?
0: What I always say is when you have a food allergy, eating is generally not very fun. It's <laughs> stress stressful. It causes anxiety. You're always thinking about how do I stay safe How do I find something that I know I can eat? And so we knew we really wanted to put the joy back in snacking and take some of that stress off. And for snacking to be joyful, it has to certainly taste good. So we wanted to have really fun packaging. And colorful, you know, packaging that would be really attractive and fun, particularly for kids, but for anybody looking for, you know, just to have an enjoyable snack moment. But it had to taste really good. So as I mentioned earlier, the, our chef who we worked with, Anna Helm-Baxter, she's actually a former deputy food editor for Hearst Magazine, um, and so she... Her focus is 100% on really great-tasting food, and it did take about eight or nine months of back and forth to really get something that tasted like a non-free-from food. And, again, that was really critical for us because when you have a food allergy, to be able to actually eat something that the other people around you are eating and for you all to enjoy the same experience, for that to happen is, one, it's rare, but two, the people around you have to want to eat your snacks, too. You can't just be the, the you know, people will, you know, eat when it tastes good, not if they don't have a restriction. So that was really at the forefront of what we were focused on, and we made sure that we we kept taste in mind at at all times,
1: and I think that's so important because I am a mother, um, and my kids have friends over all the time, and I have you know nieces and nephews, and a few of them have food allergies, and I find it very stressful for myself as an as a person as a host because you want to be re- you want to be able to provide all the delicious snacks that every kid wants, but it's also difficult because you have to separate the you know the different different snacks. So having a snack that tastes good, that everybody wants to eat, is such a joy. I mean, it'd be so much easier to be able to have kids over and not have to separate, you know, this table is for the allergen, uh, allergy-free kids. And, you know, it is very complicated. So I love the idea that we can serve your snacks to everyone and anyone, and they'll all be enjoyed.
0: Absolutely. Again, Food allergies often make people feel, particularly kids, feel very left out. I know as a child, I have very distinct memories of sitting there in the classroom when everybody had the birthday treat and I didn't have anything to eat. And it's very soul-crushing when you're a young child um, and it sticks with you. And we didn't want kids to have that experience. And so it was very important that we're focused on inclusivity and making sure that All kids and all families can feel a part of things.
1: And I, my niece, one of my nieces has some allergies to different products and different food items. And it's interesting because her question to all of us, anytime or anywhere, can I eat this? Can I eat that? Can I eat this? Does this have, and she's gotten into the habit of asking um, everybody at a restaurant, at a party. And it would just make life so much easier if she had, you know, access to all the great snacks that we can all enjoy and wouldn't have to ask the question. And I noticed that your branding is very bright, very colorful. You're not going to miss the idea that it's without a trace product. And is that one of the reasons why you did that so that it's, you know, you can't mistake your products for anything else.
0: We really wanted to create a brand that when people see it, they know what we stand for. They know that we're free of the top nine food allergens. We are gluten free. So it takes away the label reading. When you have a food allergy, you spend so much time reading labels every time you go to the store, every time you're, you know, at a party in the event trying to figure out, like your niece, can I eat this? And for someone to be able to identify a brand and say, Oh, I know that brand. I know they don't have any of the items I'm allergic to, and just be able to take it and put it in your cart or have it chip to your home, what have you, and not have to read the label, that is a huge relief. And that was really important for us um, to make sure that people understood that it was a consistent um, baseline across all of our products of what we're free from.
1: And so you are Without a Trace. You are the CEO of Without a Trace. But you left behind a Wall Street career. So you're obviously very passionate about, um, you know, the brand, about making sure that everybody feels inclusive, especially children. That must have been a huge leap of faith for you.
0: Yes and no. I'm Going back to the, I did work on it in nights and weekends. Mm-hmm. So you definitely get to a point where you feel like, you have a product, you know that people like the product, um, and let's give this a go. But I also knew that the backdrop of the industry for food allergies, you know, it's, it's a backdrop that's supportive for companies like ours, unfortunately, right? When I was growing up, there were only one or two kids in my entire elementary school that had food allergies, and now we know, you know, it's very common for there to be at least one or two kids in every classroom that have a food allergy, that there's nut-free schools. And unfortunately, it's because, as you point out, food allergies are on the rise, and there doesn't seem to be a reversal in that trend anytime soon. And unfortunately, there are so many food products that aren't safe for people with food allergies, just given the way the food industry is designed. So um, we knew there was definitely a market for the product. Um, and a market of passionate consumers who have to be in order to keep themselves, their families, their children safe um and so we felt good about you know going forward and making this leap, knowing that um the customer base is certainly there
1: and so when you are producing your line of products, do you have um a specific um type in mind so are you going only for like sweet and salty or are you going for like the you know the the tasty treat that tastes like something similar Um, or do you want to kind of produce products that are totally different and um, you know bring something new to the market
0: for us the primary focus for sure is on snacks and something that is convenient for on the go Because when you're at home, right, you can control your environment and you can control um, the food that's in your your household. It takes effort, but you can do it. When you're out and about, right, that's where it's really challenging. So we knew things had to be convenient and easy to eat on the go. So that's kind of the overarching theme. Underneath that, we look at what are things that people like to eat on the go? What are things that are family-friendly Um, And how do we meet a variety of snacking needs and tastes? Because what happens often in a food allergy family, take mine for instance, my husband and my son don't have any food allergies, but my daughter and I do, but she and I have different food allergies. One of her allergies, for instance, is peanuts. Unfortunately, the the three of us love peanut butter, but we can't have that in the house now. So the whole family has to adapt. So we wanted to make sure we had... Different items. That's why we have granola bars. We have a cookie. We have our power bites, which are like a fruit and date based snack. We recently launched our crisps, which are a savory line, kind of like a cross between a chip and a cracker. My husband's a salty guy. He really likes the crisps. I'm definitely more of a sweet person. I like granola bars. He doesn't really like granola bars. The kids eat everything. <laughs> but this way, having a variety of products, you can really help meet the entire needs of the entire family's needs without having to find a bunch of different brands, a bunch of different products, going back to that convenience of reducing label reading and making things really easy for families who have enough on their plate.
1: And you make a very valid point. It's interesting because you're right. In, in one particular family, let's just use the example of a family of four, everybody may have something different that they can't eat. Um, so making it inclusive for everybody where everybody can have a snack and you don't have to worry about having it on hand. That's a huge, huge benefit to families. While you were developing your products, though, did you have children in mind only? And then it kind of moved on to think, you know, wow, any anybody adults can eat these foods, these snacks as well? Or did you start with just, let's let's help the children?
0: I always came at it from the point of view, we wanted to be a family brand with kids at the forefront. Because I think when you have a food allergy, right, I navigate it just fine now as an adult. It's, it's part of life, you're used to it. Um, you know, it can be frustrating, but it doesn't take as much of an emotional toll on me. Versus when I was a child, right, I talked about, the the really vivid memories I had. So I knew kids needed to have something that would make them feel safe, that would make them feel like they had the cool kids snack. But at the same time, we knew the whole family needed to be able to enjoy it. um, So really get that simplification. And because families are always adapting oftentimes to the, the food allergies of just, even one member of the family so it was always a family brand but with the kids at the forefront um and we wanted to make sure it's something that you know if you had it in your pantry and mom or dad or grandma or whoever takes it and throws it in their lunchbox and goes to work they're not embarrassed they don't feel like they're eating something with you know, that screams i took my toddler snack um so we wanted to make sure that we threaded that needle between having something kids would be really excited about but that was um, something you know parents would enjoy as well.
1: That's such a great point. When we come back without a trace, allergen-friendly foods with a mission to make all kids feel included.
0: Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059-The Region or email us. Info at 1059Theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 105.9 The Region.
1: You're listening to 105.9 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Brooke and I were discussing how she developed her brand while working full time. It was your own struggle with allergies and then learning that your young daughter had food allergies that acted as your motivation. So your mission is to make all kids feel included. Why is this so important and um, how has, without a trace, focused on doing this?
0: What people often don't think about with food allergies is that it's not just the threat of a a, potentially life-threatening reaction that people live with. It's also a very heavy emotional toll on both kids and families. If you look at it statistically, the majority of food allergy families suffer from anxiety related to the condition. Kids with food allergies are more likely to be bullied, to be ostracized because of their condition. I think food allergies are kind of one of those medical conditions that people still often can dismiss, make fun of, right? You still see TV jokes about allergies where people don't necessarily grasp the seriousness of it, and you can't avoid eating, right? Mm -hmm. It it happens all the time. We're in a world filled with food. So for kids who know they can't eat something, who know that they're different, who know that they're likely to potentially be bullied or made fun of because of their food allergy – we really wanted to make sure that we gave them snacks and a community that helps them feel not so alone. Um, So we start with snacks that taste really good, that they can share with their friends. I I tell the story, uh, a friend of mine from college, she has a son who has a food allergy. She said she'll take them on play dates and Kids are pretty young, and we know kids don't have much of a filter. Um, And her son's friend one time says, well, I don't want his cookie. Those are the yucky cookies. And the mom for the other kid was like, you know, just eat that cookie. I'll give you a better cookie later. And, you know, we didn't want kids to be like, oh, my friends are just tolerating this, or my friends don't want to eat it. Um, because that that does leave a lasting impression. So that we wanted to make things taste really good. And then we do a variety of other things in terms of outreach in the community. We do uh, a weekly Scooter Kid of the Week um, where we profile um, a, a kid with food allergies on our social media. They talk to us about their favorite superhero or what they like to do for fun, so they're not necessarily defined by their allergies. Um, and we send them a boatload of snacks and goodies um, for them to enjoy and really just trying to make them feel like the cool kid for once for having the food allergies. Um, and we work to, we have some other things we're working on that are in that same vein, um, that we want to do in order to, to make sure that kids with food allergies aren't limited by their condition.
1: And so as a mother, I mean, you mentioned earlier, you know, your food allergies, you've grown accustomed to them, you know how to handle them, it doesn't really bother you anymore, because you know how to navigate. But with as a mother with a young child, how did you feel? And the reason why I ask this question is because I know that you're not alone and so many mothers are experiencing the same thing right now, so I think it's important for them to hear your perspective, what you went through, and how you've navigated it. Also, the conversation with your daughter about food allergies.
0: Absolutely. We were not surprised when we learned our daughter had food allergies. She was diagnosed before she was even one, um, but we were certainly disappointed, and I knew what was going to happen to her and the struggle she was going to face as a child, um, and so it did make me incredibly sad. I also mourned a bit for our family, too. Um, for instance, one of my daughter's allergens is egg. Egg is really hard to to get away from. It pops up in a lot of places, particularly when you go out to eat, and my uh, my husband is Filipino Chinese and being able to go out to a Chinese restaurant, we can't really do that anymore. And that was a, a morning period for our family. Uh, we make a lot of homemade Chinese food now, but we just didn't feel safe um, because the, you know, there's often egg and dishes and, and you know, stir fries and things like that. Um, but at the same time, it's been great to watch my my son, my older one, really help my younger advocate, learn you know what's safe for her, what's not. She's already learning to advocate for herself, and she's still in preschool. Um, and I'm hopeful that because the world is definitely different than when I was growing up, that there is more sensitivity, there is more awareness. Um, that she will have an easier time than I did. It's not going to be easy. I know that. Um, but there are more options, more accommodations for her. Um, and we just have to work to continue um, to help her advocate for herself and to ha- you know, teach our oldest also to, to help her and advocate for her. He's learning as
1: well. And so that would be your message to mothers and and fathers and families who are, you know, having to deal with the stresses of having food allergies. That would be your message. Just kind of keep the conversation open, teach your child to advocate for themselves, and teach them that they're not different than anyone else and they can still eat really good, wholesome, fun, delicious foods.
0: Absolutely. And when, you you know, as a parent, particularly when your child's young, You're going to have to be their advocate as well. And I think a lot of patients' food allergies are just a – those of us who have them, we know that it is a chronic medical condition that is potentially life-threatening. Most people who have never had to deal with it don't recognize the severity of it. And so be patient in teaching others. Um, I think my my husband has even learned that when we uh, when we were still dating, I did have an anaphylactic reaction when we went out to eat at a restaurant, and he was with me in the emergency room, and he he said he knew conceptually what could happen, but to actually see it happen and the severity of it really changed his outlook. He's now probably my biggest advocate when we go out to eat, always being like, "Did you tell them? Did you make sure? Did you check with the chef?" Um, and so you just have to understand, I think that. People don't necessarily fully grasp it. And so be patient and continue to advocate for your child. And, you know, as your children grow up and they can learn to advocate for themselves, really approach it from a point of education um, to try to make the world a more allergen-friendly place.
1: And so let's talk about your products. I know you mentioned what you do uh, manufacture. Let's, let's repeat the lineup. What are the products that you are currently carrying?
0: So we have two types of chewy granola bars. We did chewy because any parent knows crumbs seem to manifest out of thin air. So uh, really trying to minimize the crumbs for parents with the chewy bars. Uh, We have a cookie. We have our Power Bites, which are a fruit and date-based snack. Um, A lot of people actually like them for a pre- or post-workout snack. They're a favorite among uh, the adult crowd for sure. And then our crisps which are our savory products. they're oven baked, they're a cross between a chip and a cracker. Um, and I will warn you they're really hard to put a bag down. Um, and, and I'm not even much of a salty person, but I really really enjoy them.
1: <laughs> I'm salty, so I'm gonna definitely try those for sure. <laughs> <laughs> And so let's talk about the amazing concept of having it delivered, having your products delivered to your door. I mean, that to me would be amazing because I wouldn't have to be searching in a grocery store up and down aisles. You can just go online, order directly. And there's also a monthly program.
0: Absolutely. When you have a food allergy, grocery shopping takes longer. It is more stressful. Um, and quite frankly, allergen-friendly foods or foods that are accommodating for dietary restrictions tend to be harder to find. You might find... You know, One item in one grocery store, another item you like in a different grocery store. I have customers who tell me they drive to five grocery stores every week to try to find all the products that they need. Um, and so we certainly, um, what we do sell in some brick-and-mortar locations and some grocery stores, we wanted to make sure that customers didn't have to go um, on a hunt for products. And that way we can ship directly to their door. You can do a, a monthly subscribe and save. Um, either of a single product, of a variety of products. Uh, We recently launched the ability to customize our own monthly snack box with any variety of our products. Um, So really trying to simplify life for, A, busy families, period, but families who oftentimes, you know, grocery shopping, takes an extra amount of of effort and time out of their, their week.
1: And so before we wrap up our show today, I wanted to ask you, because you have, you know, a very inspiring story, if you could offer mothers, since tomorrow's Mother's Day, if you could offer mothers one message, um, who anybody who has a dream or a vision, what would that message be?
0: My motto has always been to fear regret, not failure. So if there's something... You really want to do whatever it is, career-wise, family-wise, personally, certainly, um, I think it's better to try and not have things work out than to always wonder, what if? So that would be my my message. Don't fear regret. Uh, Don't fear failure. fear, Fear regret.
1: I love that, and I'm going to use that line myself. I cannot thank you enough for joining me today. If listeners want to learn more about Without a Trace or maybe even purchase the products or enroll in the monthly program, how can they do that?
0: So you can go right to our website, which is withoutatracefoods.com. You can also check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Without a Trace Foods, or we're on TikTok at Without a Trace underscore snacks. Um, and certainly besides the snacks, definitely follow us on social. You can see our scooter kids of the week. We have allergen friendly recipes, all sorts of, um, helpful facts and ways to help help navigate life with food allergies as well.
1: Thank you so much. And you can always find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Machiela or my website, Claudiamakiela.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059TheRegion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon music, and of course Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for listening.
0: The wellness prescription was brought to you by
1: Healthy Planet. Order online at HealthyPlanetCanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.